0: Section fifty five of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Mark by J. C. Ryle. Chapter twelve, verses twenty eight to thirty four. The Scribes and the Great Commandment of All. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Mark chapter twelve, verses twenty eight to thirty four. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him which is the first commandment of all and jesus answered him the first of all the commandments is hear o israel the lord our god is one lord and thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength this is the first commandment and the second is like namely this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself there is none other commandment greater than these and the scribe said unto him well master thou hast said the truth for there is one god and there is none other but he and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices and when jesus saw that he answered discreetly he said unto him Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man, after that, durst ask him any question. These verses contain a conversation between our Lord Jesus Christ and one of the scribes. For the third time in one day, we see our Lord tried by a hard question. Having put to silence the Pharisees and Sadducees, he is asked to decide a point on which much difference of opinion prevailed among the Jews, which is the first commandment of all. We have reason to bless God that so many hard questions were propounded to our Lord. Without them the marvellous words of wisdom, which his three answers contain, might never have been spoken at all. Here, as in many other cases, we see how God can bring good out of evil. He can make the most malicious assaults of his enemies work round to the good of his church, and redound to his own praise he can make the enmity of Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes minister instruction to his people. Little did the three questioners in this chapter think what benefit their crafty questions would confer on all Christendom. Out of the eater came forth meat. Judges, chapter 14, verse 14. Let us observe, in these verses, how high is our Lord Jesus Christ's standard of duty to God and man. The question that the scribe propounded was a very wide one which is the first commandment of all the answer he received was probably very unlike what he expected at any rate if he thought that our lord would commend to him the observance of some outward form or ceremony he was mistaken he hears these solemn words thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. How striking is our Lord's description of the feeling with which we ought to regard both God and our neighbor. We are not merely to obey the one, or to abstain from injuring the other. In both cases we are to give far more than this. We are to give love, the strongest of all affections, and the most comprehensive. A rule like this includes everything. It makes all petty details unnecessary. Nothing will be intentionally lacking where there is love. How striking again is our Lord's description of the measure in which we should love God and our neighbor. We are to love God better than ourselves, with all the powers of our inward man. We cannot love him too well. We are to love our neighbor as ourselves. AND TO DEAL WITH HIM IN ALL RESPECTS AS WE WOULD LIKE HIM TO DEAL WITH US. THE MARVELOUS WISDOM OF THIS DISTINCTION IS CLEAR AND PLAIN. WE MAY EASILY ERR IN OUR AFFECTIONS TOWARD OTHERS, EITHER BY THINKING TOO LITTLE OR TOO MUCH OF THEM. WE THEREFORE NEED THE RULE TO LOVE THEM AS OURSELVES, NEITHER MORE NOR LESS. WE CANNOT ERR IN OUR AFFECTION TOWARD GOD IN THE MATTER OF EXCESS. HE IS WORTHY OF ALL WE CAN GIVE HIM we are therefore to love Him with all our heart. Let us keep these two grand rules continually before our minds, and use them daily in our journey through life. Let us see in them a summary of all that we ought to aim at in our practice, both as regards God and man. By them let us try every difficulty of conscience that may happen to beset us, as to right and wrong. Happy is that man who strives to frame his life according to these rules let us learn from this brief exposition of the true standard of duty how great is the need in which we all naturally stand of the atonement and mediation of our lord jesus christ where are the men or women who can say with truth that they have perfectly loved god and perfectly loved man where is the person on earth who must not plead guilty when tried by such a law as this no wonder that the scripture says there is none righteous no not one by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified romans chapter 3 verses 10 and 20 it is only gross ignorance of the requirements of god's law which makes people undervalue the gospel the man who has the clearest view of the moral law will always be the man who has the highest sense of the value of christ's atoning blood let us observe for another thing in these verses how far a man may go in religion and yet not be a true disciple of christ the scribe in the passage now before us was evidently a man of more knowledge than most of his equals he saw things which many scribes and pharisees never saw at all his own words are a strong proof of this there is one god and there is none other but he and to love him with all the heart And with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices these words are remarkable in themselves and doubly remarkable when we remember who the speaker was and the generation amongst whom he lived no wonder that we read next that our lord said thou art not far from the kingdom of god but we must not shut our eyes to the fact that we are nowhere told that this man became one of our Lord's disciples on this point there is a mournful silence the parallel passage in st matthew throws not a gleam of light on his case the other parts of the new testament tell us nothing about him we are left to draw the painful conclusion that like the rich young man he could not make up his mind to give up all and follow christ or that, like the chief rulers elsewhere mentioned, he loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. John chapter twelve verse forty three. In short, though not far from the kingdom of God, he probably never entered into it and died outside. Cases like that of this scribe are unhappily far from being uncommon. There are thousands on every side who, like him, see much and know much of religious truth and yet live and die undecided there are few things which are so much overlooked as the length to which people may go in religious attainments and yet never be converted and never saved may we all mark well this man's case and take care let us beware of resting our hopes of salvation on mere intellectual knowledge We live in days when there is great danger of doing so. Education makes children acquainted with many things in religion, of which their parents were once utterly ignorant. But education alone will never make a Christian in the sight of God. We must not only know the leading doctrines of the gospel with our heads, but receive them into our hearts, and be guided by them in our lives. May we never rest, Till we are inside the kingdom of God, till we have truly repented, really believed, and have been made new creatures in Christ Jesus. If we rest satisfied with being not far from the kingdom, we shall find at last that we are shut out for evermore. End of section 54